321. Welcome to the Dave the Dog Trainer Podcast, episode 121. Mm-hmm. Back here again a couple days later. Wait. Hey, we just did Monday, right? Yeah, isn't it 122 now? Did I say 120? Didn't I say 122? No, you said 121. It's 122, guys. 122. <laughs> It's not 121. This is what happens when we do... This is 121.5. <laughs> when we do two podcasts within like four days. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you know, we got some new things to talk about today. Last week's episode on differential reinforcement, a little science for all the people that like to nerd out over stuff. Mm. Today we're going to talk about actual shit that's going to hopefully help people and why I feel like there's such an issue in dog training right now, mm. right? Or I should say dog ownership, Right where people are looking for somebody to save them from their dog's problems. Mm. Right? Yeah. So so today, so most of my podcasts are always from the lens of like, how can we as trainers help owners better? Right? Which I think is very important. But I think an equally important conversation is how do we as owners help ourselves better? Mm. Kind of deep. Yeah, that's, that's deep. It's Philosophical. Deep. How do we help ourselves better? Right, because there's some consistent things that dog trainers, anybody that's listening to this, that's a dog trainer, experience in their day to day grind in helping people get past behavioral issues. That I know I do this, and I'm sure everybody else as a dog trainer does this also. We rack our brains sometimes just trying to figure out why is this not clicking with this situation. Yeah. Right. And. And there's so many variables to it, right? But I really want to just break down again the overall theme of why do trainers, why are trainers able to have so much success with dogs, but not owners? Mm. What do you think about that, Josh? Why they have success with the dogs? Yeah, but I don't not know. Let's owners? let's wrap on this. If it, like you you being somebody that's experienced both dog ownership life and then seen the lens of the trainer working with dogs quite a bit and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like what is what is it? What have you experienced in just being around this world a lot that you would say is like some of the number one fucking things that people do that stop them from getting the success they need? Oh. <clears throat> Uh, I think I think number one is um, consistency. That seems to be a big thing. Um, just know, you know, even like seeing it with you, and then seeing it with myself. You know, with with our own dog. Elaborate on that. Um, just keeping up with the things that you're taught. Um, making sure you're keeping everything accountable at all times. You know, keeping the same expectation for your dog even when it's been three months after you've went through training. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think communication as well between the the uh, trainers and the owners. I think we, we actually did a pretty good podcast about that a few weeks ago. But, you know, the clear communication and, and the digestive nature of how a, a, a layman's person, I guess a, a normal owner, mm-hmm. takes the information from the uh, trainer, too. I think those are the two big things for me that that um, mean success down the road. I agree. <laughs> I know that wasn't a, a, as... Well, no, 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 I, I agree, right? Like, consistency is important, right? Mm-hmm. Like, being able to stay on top of the things that you were instructed to do, yeah. right? And that doesn't mean, you know, a lot of people equate that to hours and hours of training every day. That's not at all what that means. I do not do hours of training with my dogs every day, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it just means staying on top of, hey, this is how we solve these problems or make sure these problems don't happen. So we need to make sure we implement good routines and habits to solve those things and continue to solve those things. Cause we all know if we slip up on it, our dog's behavior will progressively get worse with stuff, right? Communication is important. I think the communication between trainer and owner is very, very important. And it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of trainers will speak like, you know, you can only, you, only, you can only put in as much effort as the client puts in, which is true, right? I, I agree with that. And again, I'm playing kind of the opposite end of the field I usually play because I always like to like kind of play devil's advocate with those types of statements mm-hmm. and be like, well, I could help co- like over-communicate to mm-hmm. hold them accountable to kind of stack the wins initially and keep them successful. But yeah. like 
a common issue that you know we'll experience with some people, right? Is is they'll practice something, right? They'll go. We'll, we'll say, okay, go work on this, mm-hmm. right? And you know, f- four months will go by, right? And then we'll hear from the person, and the behavioral issue that we told them to go work on has gotten so out of hand again. At that point, they're like, everything's terrible, and I don't know what to do. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, what's been going on for the last four months? Yeah. Right. Did it ever get better after that last session that we had? Right. Mm -hmm. Did you ever even work on the thing that we talked about? Or did you, you know what I mean? Like, but the communic, the constant communication of like, if you did, because a lot of people like in that situation, right. They'll try to do that thing. Right. That will say, Mm -hmm. okay, we'll work on this. Right. And they'll try to do that thing one time, two times, three times. Maybe it kind of works. Maybe it doesn't really work. Yeah. Whatever. They're like, ah, I tried it. Yeah, I'll just put it on the back burner for a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Right? Uh-huh. Instead of, all right, well, I tried that thing that when the trainer was here worked great. And one time, maybe two times, mm-hmm. maybe three times, tried it, and it clearly didn't work. I need to figure out what's going on. Yeah. I got to get on the phone with the trainer. Hey, this thing we just did three days ago. I've tried it three times. This is what happened. This is, it didn't work, right? I got to yeah. figure out what I got to do to adjust this, mm-hmm. right? So, so yeah, the, the accountability on the, on the owner's end of giving us that feedback, because the problem is four months down the road, if you say, well, it didn't work, I'm just going to put it on the back burner for a little bit. I can manage this issue, right? Mm-hmm. And then again, the behavioral issue gets extremely out of hand again. And then four months later, you contact the trainer about it. We can't reference back four months ago and figure out when you tried to work on it, what went wrong, because I can't even remember what I had for fucking dinner yesterday, <laughs> let alone how a, a, a nuanced training session went mm-hmm. with my dog four months ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the communication is a hundred percent important, right? Yeah. Um, that, that's a, that's a massive one, a hundred percent. And we just, we just had a, uh, an example of exactly that, right? Equating the communication. I, I have a dog that we're working with right now who has some issues with cats, Right. Mm. Owner got this dog last August. Right. Yeah. Dog's got some issues with cats. Right. Um, And, you know, about two months ago, we went to go help this client show them how to to work with the cats. Mm. Right. And um, whatever went fine in the session. No big issues. Right. Good instruction on, hey, here's how to take this and, and roll with it to help get past this issue. Right. Same deal. Didn't hear from them. Didn't hear from them. Didn't hear from them. Right. And uh, about a week ago, I got a, a text message that was basically said the dog broke out of its crate when she wasn't home and went after one of the cats, right? Mm. And luckily, the cat swatted this dog up real good <laughs> and, and, and got, got the dog pretty sliced up in the face over yeah. it. But the cat was fine, obviously. And the dog yeah. probably learned a little bit of a lesson from that. <laughs> For sure, yeah. <laughs> which, which, listen, let nature take its course sometimes, right? Like, sometimes yeah. that's what these fucking dogs need a little bit of, right? Um, and, uh, and I'm actually going to, I'm going to equate that back to something else I have to talk about in a minute here. Okay. We're going to go all over the place here with this, right? <laughs> but, but same deal. Like, so, so I was like, well, what's been going on for the last couple months? Like we worked on this like two months ago, mm-hmm. you know, and she's just like, well, it, it, it wasn't going good. Right. It's like, what do you mean it wasn't going good? Yeah. Right. Like, like, like what wasn't going good about it? She's like, it just, it just wasn't working. Right. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever. Scheduled a follow-up session. Right. Um, worked with the cat or worked with the dog around my cat actually the other day that's gonna be on the vlog coming out today I believe you'll nice. see it um, to, to kind of see where the dog was at with stuff right make sure that he was good in this context obviously and went to to the the owner's house yesterday to help her with her cats and we worked the same drill and it went great it went great right so we're mm. digging in and we're trying to find out like what's what's been going on right like 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 this is working great right now so what what part of this wasn't working last time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what wasn't going great about it? We dig, we dig, we dig, right? Um, and, and, and this is not to, to owner blame by any means, right? Because this person's got this moving forward, I think. I, you know, we got an accountability schedule set up here to make sure we get past this, obviously. But we were there yesterday and kind of digs and turns out there was a couple, you know, we'll call them excuses, right? Mm-hmm. As far as why she wasn't able to practice that drill yeah. at home without us there, mm-hmm. right? Um, which ultimately led to her actually never practicing that drill in between the last <laughs> session and this session and perpetually just avoiding the problem mm-hmm. until it turned completely unmanageable again, yep. right? Which this happens a lot. You know, mm-hmm. This happens a lot, which is why the communication is open, right? Let's figure out if you, let, let's say in that scenario, right? 
again, couple excuses. We'll call them excuses, whatever, right? But, mm-hmm. like, they were easily like, okay, well, this, I understand why you think that, but this is how you actually can still do it on your own, mm-hmm. right? It's, oh, okay, that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Like, and then this this one, I understand again, but this is how we combat that one, mm-hmm. and, and we make sure everything is safe and stuff, yeah. right? She said, oh, okay, that, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. We set up a plan for her to work on this every day for the next week, obviously, right? No, you know, no area for, for excuses or for it to go wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. But but let's say, right, we left that last session and she thought about doing it the next day. She's like, you know what? I don't think I could do this myself, right? Mm. Pick up the phone, right? Call a trainer. Hey, that drill we worked yesterday, you know, I was thinking about it and I don't really understand how I'm going to be able to do that myself without you guys here. And then we can talk about it, mm. right? And then we could help bridge that gap yeah. and then and then we can move forward with the plan right so so yeah. communication actually is a very very important one I, yeah. i'm glad you brought that one up because i don't think i would have really talked about it as in depth as we are right now but yeah. the, the over communication that's the one thing about our programs i tell everybody is i want you to call and text me all the time over this kind of stuff yeah right i tell people when dogs go home from board and trains right even if we have a session scheduled for next week right if tomorrow right you go to work on something and you just don't feel a hundred percent on what you need to do or how to do it mm-hmm. call me right yeah i'd rather you not waste an entire week of practice right mm-hmm. um and just call me so we could troubleshoot and work through that problem right so yeah. communication is very important right you got anything else you want to add to the list i can't think Other off the top of things <clears throat> i can't think off the top of my head yeah yeah, right. but those are the, the definitely my top. Just personally, my 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 overseeing of everything. So, so here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. The, the The reason why, in my opinion, is actually an umbrella reason that okay. encompasses all of these things. Really, right? Give it to me. The success and the reason why trainers have success and owners don't is because of their mentality. I think, and this is where you, it's kind of like deep and nuanced, right? Because okay. the mentality is everything, it right? Is. Getting yourself out of the state of mind. I wrote like two things that I feel like I say a lot, okay. right? Sometimes I say them just to myself. Sometimes <laughs> I say them to people. Sometimes I say them when I'm talking to my wife after a long day, and I'm just like, God, like people aren't, I'm like venting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But But too many people are trapped in the, I'll try to work on this. Yeah. And not enough people are in the mentality of, I am going to get this under control. Mm -hmm. Right? Because here's the thing, right? If you're in the mentality of, I'm going to try, you've immediately given yourself the excuse that the lack of success is a possibility. Yeah. Right? I'm going to try implies that I'll give it a go and maybe it'll work. Yeah. Right? It's like an option instead of a... The I'm going to try is the I'll try to be consistent for a little bit, mm-hmm. but, but life might get in the way and, and I might not be able to do that long term. Yeah. Right? The the I'm going to try mentality gets you into the state of mind of, well, I tried that a couple times and it didn't work and... I don't know. I'll I'll wait until later instead of contacting my trainer to make yeah. sure I get the right solution for this. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's the biggest one, right? And then if I were to add more nuanced things onto that list, accountability of getting it under control under any means necessary mm. is something that any trainer on the face of the planet that gets good results with dogs gets their mind into. Mm-hmm. Right. Common things people contact is about with this types of things again chasing cats good example right mm-hmm. dog reactivity one of the number one ones right where people struggle with it because they go yeah. out with the mentality of i'm gonna try to get my dog's reactivity under control but not i'm gonna get my dog's reactivity under control yeah right mm-hmm. if we go out with a dog we are not going to lose a fight with them mm-hmm. if i'm if i'm a trainer right and i take a dog out for a walk right and that dog has a history of reactivity. We're getting that under control. I have, we have a new dog in right now, right? New dog's name is Zay, right? Zay is a, a, a big blue nose pity, whatever, you know? Okay. Uh, super, super reactive dog. Yeah. Uh, kinda, uh, I think I have a video I'll show you. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, here we go. 
So this is this dog, right? The owner sent me this yesterday. Okay. Half a second longer, right? right, right, right. But like, but like, typical pity, lunging, screeching, whatever, sees things, just goes absolutely haywire, right? Yeah. Now, on top of that, that dog has developed the habit of the dog will react like that, and if the owner does absolutely anything to try to stop him from reacting like that, he's turning around and biting at them, Mm. right? He's bitten her, uh, you know, the owner a couple of times, like on the walk over reactivity. Yeah. Right, and this is prior to training obviously right it's not the training that caused the dog to redirect and start biting at her it's simply just the fact that the dog is in such a frenzied frenzied state of mind mm-hmm. and the owner is definitely not getting it under control <laughs> yeah. right yeah that the, the dog starts to act that way obviously mm-hmm. right and you know he came in and this dog was a pain in the ass when he came in okay like a real pain in the ass yeah right he came in and day one he's doing all the shit that he was doing with the owner right Mm -hmm. he put the muzzle on him he ripped that motherfucker off of his face he said you are not putting a muzzle on me Mm -hmm. you try to put a collar on him he's leaping all over you and just being a dick right scratching you and like you know Mm -hmm. like he's not not like an aggressive dog necessarily he's not like he's gonna kill you but like he said no you're not gonna put that collar on me right Mm -hmm. no you're not gonna put that muzzle on me Mm -hmm. No, I want to pull towards that dog over there, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? And sometimes when we're working with dogs like that, right, a lot of your really intelligent trainers, right, I don't even know if I would put myself in this category, right? I don't even, like, like some of these, like, really good trainers out there, okay. right? They try, they, they'll come up with really good or really inexperienced trainers, one or the other, right? They'll come up with this like really new, all right, we need to come up with this nuanced plan. If we're going to work this, we're going to manage this, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna counter condition this, we're going to differential reinforce this, and we're going we're gonna to teach a really nice heel here, and I'm going to start to use you know, little corrections here to break his attention, and I'm going to work at a distance and keep him under threshold. And you know, like this just fucking crazy elaborate plan, yeah. right, of like how we're going to just like meticulously work through this in yeah. the most intelligent dog trainer way possible <laughs> right okay and you know what mentality i go into when i get dogs like that in what's that i'm gonna get this under fucking control yeah right this mm-hmm. dog is not going to fucking do this right now i don't give a shit if he's over threshold i don't give a shit if he's nervous of the other dogs and he's doing it because of that this dog is biting its owner and pulling people fucking down and intimidating everybody anytime they do something that he doesn't want and this dog needs to learn that there's a new fucking sheriff in town <laughs> Hell yeah. Right? Yeah. Like and, and it sounds so it sounds so harsh to people sometimes, right? But those people that it sounds harsh to, they don't live with dogs like this. Yeah. They don't work with dogs like this under all the time to really understand how much dogs like this can truly destroy somebody's life. Right? Oh yeah. So guess what? We're gonna get it under control now. Mm-hmm. And it ain't going to be super fancy and this and that. The dog is going to learn that it can't rehearse those behaviors, yep. right? And then as soon as we get past that and the dog realizes, all right, David the dog trainer here isn't taking my shit. It ain't working, right? Mm-hmm. Then we can move into the fancy stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Right? I mean, yeah. Then we can have fun. Mm-hmm. Then we could just teach things, right? But when you have a dog that has such horrible behavioral issues in certain areas like that, you have to just get it under control, and there is no magic solution for it. Yeah, There's, there's no, no person that's going to come in and get it under control for you mm-hmm. so that you don't have to do anything, <laughs> right? Yep. There's no, there's no uh, uh, fancy fix that's going to allow you to do it with anything less than the amount of motivation that it's going to take to mm-hmm. get that dog to care about you in that state of mind. Yeah. Right? You just have to go in and get it under control. Mm-hmm. And if I try one thing and it doesn't work, I'm going to try something else. Mm-hmm. And if that thing doesn't work, I'm going to try something else. And we are not going to avoid the problem. We're going to go head first into the problem. Yep. And we're going to get it under control. Mm-hmm. And that is the number one reason why trainers have so much success with this stuff and owners don't. I took so many videos, right? So so this dog has been with us for like four days. Okay. Like f- literally like four days, yeah. right? Like not long at all. Mm. <clears throat> and 
This is a video I took yesterday of me hanging out with him at Edgewater Park. I'm having a conversation with this random guy that's at Edgewater with this little Ewok looking dog that's staring Zay down the entire time. Oh, yeah? Right? He's on a flexi lead. He was pulling over towards him and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? And look at Zay sitting there, calm as a yeah. fucking cucumber. Chilled. Right? Yep. Here we are again at Edgewater with him. Right? We're hanging out. Not too shabby. That cute little guy. So when I'm there. talking to that guy, that's when I first saw him. Here we are at Edgewater, going for a little stroll. Dogs walking up there. Big trigger of his are squirrels, mm -hmm. right? Started kind of freaking out at squirrels. What did we do? We got it under control. And then I chased down about four squirrels to make sure he was going to behave himself around <laughs> yeah. me. Right? Yep. And we stopped it. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Right? Like the, the owner literally texted me the other day when I was sending her these videos. Right? And she said, what did she say? She said, thank you so much for the updates. I honestly couldn't believe the Instagram video was the same dog. And in a matter of only three days, you guys really are miracle workers. Um, and then she said, I am going to miss his uh, pterodactyl bird screech, though. Whatever. Listen. Teach their own. <clears throat> I, I say all of this because this stuff shouldn't take long. Yeah. Three days. Three yeah. days, guys. Yeah. So so when you get into the try method, right? Or the I'm going to try mentality, I should say, mm -hmm. right? People will try for fucking three years, right? And they'll be like, well, it got marginally better, right? Like I got a little bit of improvement here. We're not looking for marginally better. Mm -hmm. We're not looking for two months from now that the behavior is kind of a little bit better. Mm -hmm. We're looking for we are stopping this right now. We're stopping yep. it right now. Yep. I'm not going to take this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to live with a dog like this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow myself to be subjected to my dog biting me because he's pissed off that I'm telling him to not do something. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like th that's the other one we'll hear sometimes, right? Is people will say, well, I corrected my dog for reacting, right? Mm -hmm. And I corrected him for reacting. And he turned around and he tried to bite me. Right. Or, or I got, I got this message from somebody the other day, right. Another trainer that I kind of speak with quite a bit, right. Who asked me a question about a, uh, uh, a Rottweiler, right. Said, uh, got a Rottweiler. Um, the family said he's great. 95% of the time walks great. The other, uh, 5% apparently explodes reacting specific to a few neighbors, dogs, um, do, 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 do. Um, Matad gun shy, um, on correcting the dog, um, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And, you know, I said, well, just muzzle him if you're trying stuff that you're nervous of. Yeah. Right. And, and the reply was like, got it. And if he's not muzzle conditioned, doesn't matter. Just pop one on no risk of associating me with being an asshole from then on out for putting one on. Um, I typically have clients conditioned first, but they want a session Saturday morning. And again, I'm not. I'm not giving you shit, person. I promise I'm not. I just, these are great. These are really important talking points, right? Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit if the dog develops a bad association with me because he's mad that I put a muzzle on him to stop him from biting me because I told him not to do something. Yeah. And this is what I mean, mentality, Yeah. right? The mentality is... I don't care. I have to get this behavior under control. I'm not going to live in fear with this dog that if I put a muzzle on him, he's got a bad association with me that's going to lead to him being aggressive towards me because he's too assertive and mad yeah. that I'm being assertive towards him. We're going to get that problem under control. Yeah. Right? And so, like when the people say, well, I corrected the dog, right? And the dog gave me attitude over it. So I shouldn't, I corrected him too. I heard that. Well, it must have been, the only reason why they did that is because it was just too high. Right? No, it wasn't. No. no, it wasn't. Because we see all the fucking time, all the time, right? People, before they even start training, will have dogs redirect on them when they try to pull them away from a trigger, <laughs> right? They'll do it over shit as simple as that. The only reason why in that moment when you corrected them, the dog gave you attitude is because the dog does not believe you because you've never gotten shit under control with the dog. Yeah. Right? 100%. 
And this is it. And I'm getting, I'm getting fired. fired up with it right now because I want you guys to be successful with this stuff. Yeah. Right? This is to all the people that I fucking work with or that I don't work with who are still struggling with their dog. You have to get your mind into the state of mind of I am going to, under absolutely any means necessary, get this shit the fuck under control with this dog because I'm not going to let this dog rule my world anymore. Yeah. That's it. You, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. So let's talk about Zay. What did I do to get Zay's behavior under control, right? Mm-hmm. Well, first things first, we needed to collar this fucking dog. This mm-hmm. dog came in. They muzzled him. He ripped the muzzle off right after the owner left, right? This is a dog that, again, bites people when he doesn't like when you do something to him that he doesn't like, yeah. right? So so I predicted, I'm going to put a collar on this dog. This dog's going to get pissed off, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we handle that situation? We put him in a position where he starts giving me a little bit of attitude over something, and I bonk the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. I took the bonker. Guys, rolled up towel, right? I took the bonker, and I threw it as hard at him as I possibly could, mm-hmm. right? Literally. And, and, and it was hard, right? Like, it thumped right on that dude, right? And he said, holy shit, right? Like, his whole demeanor was, he was like, oh, my God, right? Mm-hmm. And what did he do? He, he showed fear signs, Right. Mm. Let's talk about that for a minute. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Right. Because this is back to that. I'm going to get this under control under any, any means necessary right now. Mm-hmm. People want to get their dog's behavior under control, but not under any means necessary. Yeah. Which I'm empathetic to. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want my dogs to be scared of me. All the, I should yeah. say, actually, let me rephrase that. Right. I don't want my dogs to be perpetually scared of me, meaning all yeah. the time, forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I'm doing serious behavioral modification with a dog mm-hmm. and a dog is ruling and completely inhibiting my life right now, I'm very okay with that dog being a little bit scared of me if it means their behavior gets completely under control. Yeah. Because what happens is we will develop that mutual respect. They'll say, wow, David the dog trainer ain't taking my shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? And then that opens up their entire world because all those things... All those roadblocks that got in the way of our relationship are now gone. So we could build and develop a new, better relationship mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. Right? That's how this works, right? So let's get back to Zay, right? I bonked this dog really hard, mm-hmm. right? And he was scared after that, right? I bonked him and he said, holy shit, I did not like that, mm-hmm. right? And then we put a collar on him. Yeah. <laughs> and then you let us put a collar on him. Yep. He didn't jump on us anymore. Right? Mm-hmm. Then I started walking him through the training center. Right? Opened a door. I think he tried to dart past me when I opened that door. I bonked him again. Very hard for it again. Mm-hmm. Right? From that point on is when we took all the videos of him walking calmly past other dogs. Mm-hmm. And he was perfect. I didn't need to correct him for literally anything with that. Mm-hmm. Anything. Yeah. Right? Because I got it under control. Right? Mm-hmm. And we were working with him. Right? Took him out again yesterday for a nice long session with him. That's when we went to Edgewater. And that's when we discovered the squirrel issue. Right? Mm-hmm. We discovered, wow. So he was great with the dogs. We got that under control. He was great with me putting his muzzle on, putting his e-collar on, putting his leashes on. No problems with that. Definitely still very timid around me. Mm-hmm. Right? But totally respectful as far as those types of things. Took him out for a walk. Very good on the walk, but then we started realizing he had a little bit of a squirrel issue. Like he, like a squirrel ran right past us and yeah. freaked out over it, right? Mm-hmm. So what did we do? We got it under control. And I actually didn't use the bonker for that because we were kind of out in public and bonker's a little questionable of a tool out in public, right? Mm-hmm. There, for whatever reason, like, like it's like I could shock, right, a dog really high on the e-collar out in public and people have less of an issue with that than me throwing something at them. Yeah. It's a towel. It's, a not, towel. it's not hurting them, guys, right? <clears throat> but... um. So, so we used the e-collar for that. And what did I do, right? We went and we found a squirrel. He completely lunged the end of the leash. And this is a, this is a big pit bull, guys, mm. right? Had the e-collar set all the way up, right? Told him no, and I tapped it probably five or six times. No, tap, 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 mm. right? And what did he do? Whoa, right? Jumped all the way back to the end of the leash. It was an mm. extremely motivating correction on the e-collar, mm-hmm. right? After that, I hunted down four or five more squirrels, and he actually tried to get away from the squirrels. He said, I'm not chasing those squirrels. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. And we got it under control. In what, three days? Uh, yeah, I think four. Yesterday three was day or four. four, I think. Yeah, either right. one. So, so again, this is, this is like one of those episodes where I feel like people are going to listen to this and it's either really going to resonate with them and get them realizing this is why they listen so well to these people, mm-hmm. right? In some situations. Listen, like we're not always putting dogs into like a state of complete avoidance and like fear, right? Like, yeah. But with these really serious cases, the only way you're going to get past it and the only way you're going to be able to guarantee that long-term this dog isn't going to push you around again is if you get that dog to respect you in that moment. Yeah. Right? 100%. The, the lady with the cats. The only way she's going to get past that issue with that dog is if that dog realizes this lady is absolutely not going to let me go after her cats. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah. You're not going to fucking treat it away, guys. No. You're not going to differential reinforcement it away of rewarding the dog when he doesn't chase the cats. Yeah. You're, it's just, it will not happen. It will not happen. Yeah. It won't. No. Like, it just won't. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like, this dog, fucking Zay, is not going to stop biting his owners and reacting at other dogs and reacting at other squirrels unless he realizes reacting at squirrels and dogs and biting my owner really sucks. I really do not like what happens when I do that. Yeah. It's the only way it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> what would you say to people that would uh, try to say that is, Oh, you're doing that, and it's just shutting the dog down. Like, it's not fixing, it's just shutting him down. That's fine. Yeah. This gets back to the fear conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when people will say the exact same thing of, the dog's only listening because it's scared. Yeah. Good. And they say (laughs) that like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Right? Like, again, I don't want my dog to be in a perpetual state of fear forever and ever, but... If my dog no longer reacts at other dogs because he's scared of the consequences for it, Mm -hmm. unless you show me another way that will get me those exact same results and you actually fucking show it to me Mm -hmm. with my dog, meaning you come fly here to Cleveland, I'll pay you your rate and you fix the problem your fucking way. Yeah. You can go shut the fuck up because I don't, (laughs) that's fine. Yeah. I am okay with. My two dogs, and we still haven't done this episode yet. We will. When they got in fights with each other, Mm -hmm. right? The reason why they don't fight anymore is because they are scared of fighting. Mm -hmm. After they got in their fight, when I came home, um, same exact thing, right? I reintroduced them pretty much right away. And again, we'll we'll do a whole episode on this. I promise, guys. We'll get to it. We'll Mm -hmm. get to it, Mm -hmm. right? Got home right away. And... um, my one, uh, like the the one kind of came near her. She kind of growled and showed her teeth after the fight. I told her no. I think there was like a magazine or something on the counter. And I took that and I chucked it at her as hard as I could, mm-hmm. right? And uh, she went flying away from that thing. She said, holy shit, I don't like that. And that was the last of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the last of it. They just stayed away from each other after that because she was probably scared of getting another consequence for it. Yeah. Right. And guess what? They stayed away from each other for a while mm-hmm. because they were probably scared. And now it's been so long that they're no longer in perpetual states of fear and they exist together perfectly fine. And they mm-hmm. go and sunbathe in the fucking yard and snooze on the couch and do mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Right. Yeah. But they got past the issue because they were scared. Yeah. No. And I'm, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's just that it's, it's just so funny to me because, yeah, it's like, a towel or a magazine, you know, it's not, and this is just in, like you said, the most serious of situations that we're doing this where mm-hmm. it's human aggression or, you know, a danger to people or itself, but you're using a towel. Whereas if you'd never use that and you couldn't get through this problem, this dog could injure somebody and then get put down. Well, my two dogs literally almost killed each other. Yeah. I mean, like literally, like, yeah. like, like, they got in two fights with each other, the mm-hmm. second of which I wasn't home for, and I thought I was driving home to a dead dog. Yeah. Like, I literally did. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, yeah. Like, we're getting this under control. Mm-hmm. Right? Mentality. Right? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, oh, God, I was going to say something. I'm trying to remember what it was. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's just one of those things where you, you don't, it's like, like, it's so funny to me, right? How like e-collars, let's look at e-collars, right? Like, yeah, they have a bad stigma kind of sometimes, but so many people are okay with using e-collars nowadays. Mm-hmm. They're very okay with it, right? They're okay with giving their dog high level corrections and, yeah. and they're okay with using them. They got no problem with it, right? And e-collar is a shock collar. It's providing an electric stimulus, right? It's a shock, Yeah. right? 
but it, it's funny. Like I like talk about like you know on other podcast episodes or when I was on uh, Anisha's podcast, the the dog podcast that I was on just last week. Right, mm-hmm. we were talking about like how much benefit there is sometimes to like a physical correction. Mm-hmm. Right, meaning something that like an e collar kind of comes out of nowhere, and we could kind of skate around it as an owner sometimes. Like I'm just pushing this button, right? Yeah, like I'm still being like really like weak and like pushing the button and trying yeah. to make this stop. Please stop, please stop, please stop. Right? Mm-hmm. Where the physical corrections, a lot of times why they're so important, and 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 again, going all over the place here, right? The physical corrections get such a bad rap, right? Mm-hmm. Me using a bonker with a dog, people have such an issue with, oh, right? Yeah. Because I'm throwing something at the dog. I'm, I'm, I'm in technical terms, hitting the dog with something, mm-hmm. right? Like, I th- God, I threw a magazine at my one dog, right? Like, like, wow, that's like, it's so terrible, it's so terrible. But we're okay with a high level shock. Mm-hmm. Right, like, like we got to get our minds out of these like perspectives of like this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out just what is my dog motivated enough by where they're going to stop doing the thing. But the reason why the physical corrections are so powerful for people sometimes is because you can't really provide a physical consequence like a bonker, right, or a firm leash pop, or, or, or you know Caesar does the like poke on the side or things like that. You can't do that with weak body language. You get what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. right? And dogs are so in tune with stuff like that, right? Which is why I think in a lot of cases, e-collars can be counterproductive for some people, right? Mm -hmm. Is because we could still, like, let's say my dog's, like, jumping on me, right? Or or jumping up to try to bite at me because they're redirecting. I could, like, cower away and hit a button. And the dog might feel the correction, but what the dog is really seeing is their behavior making me okay. go away. They're empowered over us in yeah. that moment, yeah. right? You cowering. Where you providing some sort of physical consequence like that in these situations is the polar opposite. The dog is seeing you mm-hmm. uh, uh, empowered over them and getting them under control, right? Yep. And and let me throw another big trigger word around, dominating, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? So So... This is what it this is what it is. Like if you've got a dog like this, you've got to get it under control. And the reason why I gave specific examples as far as like this dog and stuff like that is because people need to lo- know like what that actually looks like sometimes. Yeah. Right? For some of these yeah. dogs. Right. Um, don't you like it's not about your leash. It's not about your mm-hmm. e-collar. It's not about anything. It's about you saying, Hey dog, I'm getting this under control. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the people that I feel like are proponents against any any of that kind of stuff are just people that have never had to deal with it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That, that, and that's as simple as it is. You just don't understand what you haven't been through. Yeah, and the thing is, right, like, like all this stuff, it's not done out of anger. No. Right? Like, I'm not mad, right? right? It's just matter of fact. Yeah. Right? Like... There, there's just so many things that I've, I've experienced with clients and, and with dogs. Like, you know, like when I lived in my last house and we were surrounded by barking dogs and deer and animals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I had to let my dogs into that yard every single day knowing there might be a family of deer right there. Mm-hmm. The two boxers in the yard right adjacent to us might be barking literally the entire time trying to fence fight with my dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I had to get that under control. I had to make sure my dogs realize you can't do that. You can't mm-hmm. engage with that. You can't chase those, right? Mm-hmm. It's for your safety. Yeah. Right. So when my dogs inevitably, when I first moved there over the first couple of days, tried to chase the deer or tried to go fence fight with those dogs in the back. And I told them no and gave them big corrections on the e-collar for that. Right. Meaning not just like tap, meaning like no multiple taps on the highest level on the e-collar to yep. get them to realize going in that back corner and fence fighting with those two boxers back there sucks. I don't like it. Yeah. Right. There was no emotion behind it. It's Mm-mm. just you're not going to do that. Yeah. You're not going to do that. Yeah, you're not allowed. Yeah. And we got past it, right? Yep. And then we were able to live the next year and a half that I lived in that house harmoniously, mm-hmm. lounging in the backyard, hanging out, having a great time, playing, doing all these fun things because they realized they couldn't do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You set the boundary. So, you know, and, and I'm saying this, you know, the training process, right? The actual teaching of things and stuff, like obviously is so much more nuanced than that, right? Mm-hmm. There's more to it. But I'm talking the initial, before you even start training, the getting the dog under control. Mm-hmm. You just got to get it done. Yeah, It's funny, we did the, the podcast episode with the dog daddy, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point he was saying, we were talking about how people critique, you know, his methods and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that he... 
um, you know, posts all these videos of these reactive dogs and him taking the leash. He's being so firm with them. People have such a hard time with that and stuff. And, and he was saying, he was like, that's not even the training process, right? Like, mm-hmm. all I'm doing is when I take that leash, like, I need to get that dog under control. And that's what he's yeah. doing. He's getting that dog under control in that moment, Yeah. right? And once he gets that dog under control, at that point, you could actually train the dog, right? But they're kind of two separate things, mm-hmm. you know? Training the dog, teaching commands, you know? Uh, uh, stuff like that like that's that's one thing and that should be done in, in a meticulous way and and you need to be you know motivating the dog and getting the dog to like doing it and stuff like that but but when it comes to these behavioral issues it's it's not Mm-mm. so no I, I think that's a, a a great thing you said is you you have to look at getting the dog under control as a completely different thing yeah because that's like especially with what was it Zay 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 yeah yes. Like, that's basically what you had to do. Like, from the start, you're like, I have to get control over you before mm-hmm. we can do anything. Yeah. You know? Like, you, like what are you supposed to do otherwise? Again, <laughs> keep the dog under threshold, avoid the issues, oh, yeah. slowly work your way up to that point, this and that. And yeah. then eventually what happens in all those situations, this is what the fucking trainers that try to preach this like Lima, which is like the least invasive or minimally aversive, I believe. Right. Mm. So this idea that you should always use the littlest amount of pressure possible in order to communicate things and stuff like that. You know, what all those like Lima balance trainers what they what they all like miss as far as telling the actual public like what things actually are is they go through all that process they avoid the problem for seven weeks right mm-hmm. they build a relationship with the dog they do all these types of things and then they still have to fucking nail the dog for the behavior at some point and get the dog to realize I'm not going to allow you to do this <laughs> yeah. right and all that work you did up until that point it's almost laughable this idea that like that's going to like prepare you anymore for when that time comes and you need to actually do that yeah right yeah. Because if you're always just being nice and kind and, 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 and teaching them, like, well, I'm not a bad person and this and that, the dog is still not going to believe you when push comes to shove until push comes to shove. Yeah. Yeah, it's just teaching. At the end of the day, it's teaching right and wrong Yeah. to the dog. Yeah. I and mean, again... <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I don't remember. No, you're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, and again, like, you know, this is this is like a harsh episode. I'm really kind of digging into people a little bit with this that have difficult yeah. dogs and just telling you the information that people are not telling you, right? This is what trainers, like, when they leave sessions, like, with you, like, if you've done a session with a trainer to work on a difficult problem and it didn't go well or, or the dog was perfect with the trainer and bad with you or something like that, mm-hmm. this is what's going on in those trainers' heads when they leave. This yeah. is what they want to be telling you, but they don't actually tell you because they don't want to hurt your feelings or, or have it rub you the wrong way or something like that, mm-hmm. right? But this is this is it. They're just like, you just got to, you almost just need to just sack up and do it. Sack up and get it under control, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't agree more. So yeah. that's the biggest thing. Like I said, why do trainers have success and not owners? Mm-hmm. It's the mentality. Yeah. Right? And then the mentality allows you to have consistency and communicate with your trainer, right? Mm-hmm. And all of those types of things. But make your dog believe you. Like, Jesus Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like make your dog believe you. Yeah. Capitalize on moments. If you run into a hurdle, like when I saw the squirrel with Zay, right? And I was like, oh, shit, that was difficult. Immediately, I didn't say, we'll work on this in three days. I said, we're working on this right now. Right, that was a big problem right there. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen again. We're going to get this under control right now. Yeah. Right. So what did we do? We immediately worked through that problem and got past it. Yeah. So. No, it's kind of funny too because I think about, you know, some owners that I've seen in the past, a long time ago, but they were, you know, these successful people. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell they have a, a great discipline in their own life. Yep. You know about either the career or. Or, you know, their their mentality physically, whatever. But then, yeah, when it came to the dog, it was just like they always backed down. I was like, if you just if you took that same mentality that you have for the rest of your life and just apply it to your dog, you'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it is just, just funny, you know, like when I have conversations with people, when, when I work with like a certain demographic of client mm-hmm. that like has children and you know they raise their children 
before like all this like PC shit of like you can't be like mean to your kids and like mm-hmm. you know like make sure they have their voice and this and that blah 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 which again like all those things are important but but they they kind of lived in the era of like if I tell you you're not gonna do this thing like you're not gonna do this thing I'm not yeah. gonna let you do this thing yeah right and mm-hmm. and I know with my parents if they told me not to do something under any means necessary I was not gonna do that thing mm-hmm. right like they weren't bending or breaking on their rules and you know I'm sure they didn't love punishing me for things. No. I don't love punishing dogs for things, right? No. But you did it because you love them and mm-hmm. because you know they need to get past this if they're going to be a well-respectful adult or yep. a well-respectful dog, Yeah, right? And when I could equate things like that to people that kind of like grew up in that era, mm-hmm. right? It resonates so much more with them. Mm-hmm. And they really get it, I think. And they do then just get it under control, right? Mm-hmm. They look at it like if this were my kid, I wouldn't fucking let you do that. Yeah. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna smoke cigarettes in my house. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like if I went to, as a kid, just like walked into my parents' house and just you know like just started smoking cigarettes in the kitchen. Mm. That, are you kidding? Like I, yeah. my mind is even blown thinking about what might have happened to me if I did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Jesus sure. Christ, right? Like <laughs> if I walked into my yeah. house and like my mom like told me no you're grounded and i smacked her for it like <laughs> god like i wouldn't be doing this podcast right now yeah, no. like you know what i mean like like <laughs> jesus christ yeah like like yeah and yet i do lessons with families all the time right where i watch them with their kids and they can't even keep their kids under control right mm-hmm. the kid wants to do something and there's no stopping that kid from doing it right and mm-hmm. it's like at some point Right, we kind of start to realize, like, like this is a bigger issue than dog training. Right, this is a way you look at the world and the way you look at discipline and the way you look at, like, like authority and like all of that. You know what I mean? That it's a bigger issue of all of those things. Specifically, again, caveating when it comes to serious behavioral modification. Mm-hmm. Right, there are plenty of dogs you don't have to really discipline that much they're just good yeah. dogs right yeah. or easy dogs or sensitive dogs where you just give a little bit of a correction that's more than enough where they stop right mm-hmm. like my sister didn't need to get punished very much as a kid right because like mm-hmm. she was kind of just a, a good compliant kid i guess you would say yeah. right wanted to please and did <laughs> yeah. the right thing and stuff like that yeah myself on the other hand i was not that way Right. I was a little asshole when I was a kid. Right. I was always looking for my angle. I was looking for ways to, 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 you know, find trouble and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Therefore, my consequences were much, much, much more serious than my sister's. Right. And I learned I couldn't do those things. And, and though I'm sure it was really difficult for my own or for my parents, my owners, your owners, (laughs) my owners, right. Um, though I'm sure it was really difficult for them they successfully had the mentality of they were getting my behavior under control, right? Mm -hmm. Which ultimately led to me never spiraling down this dark, terrible path that I'm sure I could have if they weren't so firm about that. Yeah. You know, because they love me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like you got to equate these two things. It's the same shit. Yeah. I, (laughs) I think it's great too, because you know, the, like yesterday, you know, it's like, the, the article we were reading was more about like human behavior as well, yeah. like child children behavior. Yeah, yeah. You know, they love to equate the same thing. So, you know, we'll use this in your equation too. Like we're equating this same thing in real life for humans as we are dogs. Yeah, just look at it. I mean, their their example they were using is, is when a child hits other kids to yeah. give them something to occupy their hands so they can't hit the kid. Like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I don't have kids, but if my kid was hitting other kids, they would learn not to hit other kids. Yeah. Like, uh, and it wouldn't be like what a like honestly like what a joke like you know what that really sounds like to me it sounds like you know like oh here's your iPad <laughs> isn't that what it is though yeah it right? is it is and isn't that what the enrichment world is with dogs is give your dogs constant enrichment in the house they need lick mats and kongs and this and that when you're busy working from home so that they don't get into fucking shit yeah teach you can't get into shit sometimes yeah. you need to just sit there and shut up right yeah. Like if I went to a meeting with my parents or, or we had to go see the accountant sometimes or a contractor or this or that, I, I didn't have a fucking phone. Not, like I had to sit there and shut up. Yeah. Right? You want to read a book, you read a book, right? But like you got to sit there and shut up while we're having this meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, a great one for me because, you know, I'm at home editing all the time. Yeah. Bender that like first year, uh, 
we had uh, the windowsill. There was like uh, this foam because you know we live in a loud like area. There's bars out nearby Mm -hmm. so there's like this foam that is like soundproof well he'd sit there and he'd start chewing on it yeah you know because he's so bored yeah you know we had to shut that down real quick because it's like dude if you eat that you're gonna die yeah you know and we shut it down once never done it again that was three and a half years ago Mm -hmm. you know and now he just knows okay well you're gonna do your stuff and as soon as you're done you'll yep you know you'll take me out or whatever but he knows now hey that was the consequence. I know I can't just be crazy and I can't just do whatever I want. Like, I, yeah. I'll just sit here and chill. Yeah. And and again, getting back to the, like, the dog's scared of you, this, that thing, right? Like, I have a great relationship with my parents, right? Like, yeah. I got in trouble all the time, all the time. And I had big consequences for, yeah. the, for those things, right? Yeah. But I still have a great relationship with my parents. Mm-hmm. I love them, right? Yeah. I, I love them even more for, for, for holding me to such a high standard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All my success that I have is because I was probably held to a high standard when I was a kid. Yeah. You know? So, like, this shit isn't going to ruin your fucking relationship with your dog. I promise. No. The no. things that ruin your relationship with your dog is every day for the entire length of the dog's life, you needing to put up with their bullshit and then live in resentment of them. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that ruins fucking relationships. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just... You know, a good example besides your parents is just your dogs in general. Like yeah. you said, like the hurdles you went through, and now everyone, like, yeah. I come in here. And it's the most like cohesive, like four dog residence I've ever seen in my life. You yeah. know, you ever see people with more than like two or three dogs? It's usually ninety nine percent of the time it's chaos. Yeah, you come in here, it's chill. Everyone like does just goes about their way, has no qualms, no one's scared. Yeah, they're just happy to be here yeah so i think i think that's a great it's a great biome to show yeah for sure so know. that's my topic of today yeah got kind of right into it yeah you know i just want you guys to re- just take you gotta just kind of take that message a little bit you know mm-hmm. and digest it i'm sure people are gonna listen to this and that whole message is gonna rub you the wrong way a little bit but maybe it's rubbing you the wrong way because you know it's true Ooh, you know true. what i mean like yeah. like maybe it is Maybe because you do realize that you are not taking full ownership of the situation and the control over it that you actually have if you want to. Yeah. Sometimes the best pills are the hardest ones to swallow. So that's all we got for you today, guys. Get it under control. Get it under control. (laughs) No, honestly, if you're struggling with your dog, get it under control. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. Get it under control. Yep. And that's it. That is it. All right, guys. All right. We'll see you on the next one. We'll have some, some more, some more lighthearted information to give you next time. Yeah. All right. All see right. you. Peace out.